I grew up uh, with my father, who was, uh, uh, he was a civil engineer. And so he was somebody that could figure out just about anything. And it was a great way to grow up as a child because I had the freedom to, to, to work on cars, um, to do radio stuff, like to do production stuff. And I remember so many times working on a car, I would go and not even know what I was doing. I would just try to figure out what was wrong with the car, where the noise was coming from, begin exploring, begin moving parts and, and mo removing parts. And, um, and if I ever got trapped, I could just go, hey, Dad, I'm stuck. Can you come help me? And he would come out, and he would help me. He, knew, he was like, knew all the answers. Now, today, we have YouTube, so that's even better. We just go to YouTube, and we can, we can find all the answers there. But one thing I've learned about myself is that I, I always underestimate how long something is going to take and, uh, and how much it's going to cost. So, for example, even, even like a concert. I went to a concert over this summer, and you know, you see the ticket prices. I think these were actually cheap. They were uh, like, I don't know, $30 or something like that. So I got all excited. Told all my siblings, we can go to this concert. It's only 30 bucks. Well, what happens? You add on service fee. You add on um, internet buying fee. I don't know what that is. You add on three or four fees. Before you know it, the tickets turn out to be 50 bucks. And then you get to the concert, and guess what? You got to pay for parking. So that's another like 25 bucks. And so... Before you know it, the concert's three times uh, what I would expect it to be. Turns out with, with that, too, even moving my stuff over here, I thought it would just be so easy, you know, just get in my car, go over there with my truck and move it over. I thought it would take a day. I could move it all in one day. You know how many days it took me? Three days. <laughs> so for me, planning, I always underestimate what it's going to cost and how long it's going to take. And I've kind of come up with that motto for myself, it's three times the cost, and it's three times the money. So Jesus in the gospel today is, is telling, the, telling us that if you wish to, bi to build and construct a tower, who of you does not first sit down and count the cost? So before you build a tower, anybody built a new, a new home at any point in their life? What's it like? Uh-huh. Is it a fun project? <laughs> no, it's a difficult project, right? So you really have to do all the math, do all the planning, do all that before you start building. So Jesus says that if you don't calculate the cost and there's not enough for the completion after laying the foundation, you will un you'll be unable to finish the work. And onlookers would look at you and laugh and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. He's talking about what it means to build this relationship with Jesus and to build the kingdom of God. And he's saying that in order to build the kingdom of God, we have to figure out and kind of do the, the, the blueprint of what this is going to cost us. And he goes on to the very end to say, in the same way, anyone who does not renounce all possessions cannot be my disciple. So what's it going to cost us to build the kingdom of God? Everything. So way more than we thought, right? Three times more, three times longer. That's what it is going to cost to give us to build the kingdom of God. And he begins with this strange uh, passage, right? If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. Is anybody bothered by that uh, passage there? Make it a little confusing for us. So, you know, as I researched this and just kind of read some of the con commentaries, the, the word for hating in the, in the scriptures 
actually means to love less. So if anyone comes to me without loving less his mother or father, so loving them less than we love Jesus, wife, children, brothers, sisters, even our own life, we have to love Jesus more than that. That for us to truly be and do his will and, and get to heaven with him, we have to love him above all in our life. But I think there's some reason that the scriptures use that word hating. Like I just learned from kids that's a bad word. I'm not allowed to say that word, so I'm sorry, parents, but it's in the scripture, all right? Unless you hate his father and mother. That's a strong word, and Jesus is using it as like a hyperbole. He's making it really, really intense so that we can see that not only do we love them less, but hate them if they're not helping us come to Christ. And when we come to Christ, Jesus is saying, this is going to be difficult. It's going to be much more difficult than we thought, and it's going to take us much more, much longer than we thought, so to be patient. But he finishes that with, whoever does not, whoever does not carry his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So what it means for discipleship is that we have to carry our cross and come after him. That's a lot more difficult than what we want, right? And it lasts a lot longer than what we want, right? So unless we carry the cross, we cannot follow him. Here in the second reading, Paul takes this and lives this out. So Paul is working with, the, with this um, young man who's a slave. His name is Onis, Onesimus, which means um, useful one. That's actually what his name means, useful one. And he's a slave. And he gets sent to Paul to be his slave, and Paul ends up just kind of falling in love with this one and turning him into a disciple. And after he, he makes him a disciple, he sends him back to the other disciples, and he says, he's no longer a slave. He is your brother. But then Paul says this, I am a slave. I am a slave for Christ. Paul has given his whole life so much so that he calls himself a slave for Christ. That's what it's going to take for us to enter the kingdom of God, that we give our will so completely to God that we consider ourselves his slave, that anything he wants, we will do. We give our complete wills to him. And finally, the first reading, who can know the counsels of God or who can conceive what the Lord intends? We don't know what he's going to ask us for in this life or how he's going to ask us for or what our cross may be or how long we may carry our cross. But if we set out this plan that we're going to give ourselves to God, we're going to give our lives to him, we're going to be his slaves to do his will completely, then all of our decisions become very clear and very easy. But it often takes three times the cost of what we think it will and three times the time that we think it will. So I just invite you in this moment of silence after the homily to think about what the cost he's asking you of for discipleship, what your cross may be in life. And if you have truly given your will to him, can you consider yourself like Paul to be his slave? in a good way, to give yourself so much to him that whatever he desires of you, whatever he asks of you, whatever cross you may be given, that you will receive it with all of your heart and desire to do his will. And so if, if you haven't done that, or if you haven't done it in a while, close your eyes and just, I invite you to give yourself over to God.
to give your will to him so that he can build the kingdom of God right here on earth.